center of the universe. He's the welcome to Thrive Time with Dr. Z and Blake Clock 2. They can tell you all of the rules. We started from the bottom, now we hit. We started from the bottom and we'll show you how to get here. We started from the bottom, now we hit. We started from the bottom, now we Thrive Time Show on your radio, where it is our endless mission to help you get into a great position in the game of life. Now, life can be broken up into six categories. We call it the F6. We talk about it all the time. You want to have success in the areas of faith, family, finances, fitness, friendship, and fun. You want to have success, I repeat, in the areas of faith. Family, finances, fitness, friendship, and fun. And so once a week, we bring on my incredible wife of 17 years where she comes on the show and she basically uh, comes down from Mount Awesome and she teaches man bear pigs like me uh, what I could do better because I, I mean this, we've been married 17 years and my wife really is, uh, I believe, the best uh, wife in the world for me. Uh, I know I could not be married to anybody else. I furthermore know that uh, I couldn't be married to her unless she laid down the law. Unless she occasionally said, What is happening here right now is a direct violation of Vanessa Code 3.73. And I'm like, I don't know what the code is. but And so I, I over time, uh, probably like the first two weeks we were married, um, I, I went, I said, Vanessa, I'll be home at like 3 o'clock. This is on a Saturday. I said, I'll be, I'm sorry, I, was, I remember this very, very specifically. I said, I'll be home at like 10 o'clock. This is on a Saturday morning, and we've been married like two weeks. So I go to All-American Fitness, and uh, there's a guy who's a doctor. He's a chiropractor, and this guy is jacked. His body's covered with tattoos, and I was getting in great shape physically, and he's jacked, and so I'm just doing one more set, one more set, another set. We're going back and forth. Bro, can you spot me, bro? Bro, can you spot me, bro? We're going back and forth, and I'm just getting jacked. The vascularity, the striations, <laughs> the fitness, the protein. How much can you bench, bro? The conversation could not end. It was a very uh, heterosexual, trending homosexual Romance. conversation. Because I was like, dude, how much can you bench? How much can you bench, bro? He's a doctor. I'm not. He's got tattoos. He's jacked. I'm jacked. We're having a conversation. We're connecting about, again, how much can you bench? How much can you bench? And how much can you bench? It's getting deep. <laughs> Protein bars, how much can you bench? And so I came home. I said, I said, Vanessa, I'll be home at like 11. Well, like 1 o'clock, I come home. And she's like, where have you been? I'm like, I've been at All-American getting jacked. I think the jacked. that really got me was uh, the one that you came home at like 11 at night or something. You'd been DJ Something. I didn't know. And I literally thought you were dead. I'm like crying. Well, the first, like, you the first time, though, and I'm not kidding. This is our first two weeks of marriage. I came home like an hour and a half late after working out. And Vanessa let me know, not cool, home skillet. Not cool. And so... Um, over time, it's been 17 years I've been learning these lessons. She's really taught me how to address and resolve conflict. So today's entire show is about tending to your relationship garden. And whether you're planting a garden, 
or starting a relationship or growing a business, weeds are going to spring up on a weekly, if not daily basis. And what you want to do is pull the weeds and move on. You don't want to make a big deal about it. You don't have to spend your whole day lamenting about the weeds that pop up. You just pull. Not a lot of top gardeners are, are, are out there. You don't see a lot of top gardeners. Oh, my God, there's a weed. Why is there a weed? Like, well, you should probably pull it. No. And they just lament about it till the weed overtakes the garden. No, they just pull the garden. And tending to your relationship garden is what today's entire show is about. So, Vanessa, your, your tip number one is you wrote here, clarify what the issue is within yourself. Now, on behalf of all the men out there who really don't know what's going on, what are you talking about? Uh, well, when, when, when you have conflict, when you have something that needs to be resolved, before you go and attempt to go resolve this, sometimes there's a especially for us women, well, I'm sure men have it too, there can be a lot of different emotions going on. And I have learned that I have got to quiet myself and actually think and comprehend the issue in with within myself that I am having? What am I actually uh, upset about? So that when you bring resolution, you can be done with this forever. So not, you know, I'm so mad that, you know, you didn't come home for an hour and a half. You sit and you think, you know, actually I am frustrated on a couple levels. I've been waiting here, you know, for the last two hours, planning my day, thinking you're gonna be home. You know, the same respect that you'd have for a client. Can you, if you're not gonna be here, can you call? because I've got things to do. So just, you've got to think, what is your frustration? Yes, you're frustrated that the person is late, but more than that, you probably feel disrespected that they didn't have enough care to call and let you know like they would someone else. And we have a very dude-centric uh, group of guests today, so I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Sean uh, ask you the first question. I'd like for Matt to ask Fire you the away. next question about this. Sean, are you dating somebody right now? Yes. Have you ever had an issue, maybe not in this relationship, but other relationships, have you, ever, have you ever had an issue where there's an issue and you don't even know what the issue is, but you just want the issue? To, as a dude, you're like, I don't even know what the issue is right now. It's a bad move to try and just jump into a conversation without thinking through very clearly from my point of view, what is the actual problem? Because then it just get, it tends to get messy real fast. Robert, have you ever had an issue? Because you're, you're, you're a guy, you're, you're, you're getting married here soon. October 27th. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't at all involve your, your current fiance, just other relationships in the right. past. Have you ever had a relationship where, where you've ever had an issue where you don't even know what they're upset about, but they're pretty upset. And then oh, you not even yeah. knowing what they're upset about has created... Like When you say, what are you upset about? It actually makes it worse because you, right. the, the issue is you don't even know what they're upset about. Have You, you ever, should know. Have you ever seen that, Robert? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like trying to unlock a door in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're just moving that key. Just where's, where, where is it? You know what I mean? And now they're mad that you don't know. This exactly. is so honey, like funny to hear. <laughs> I would argue that 95% of the time that my wife gets upset about something, I don't even know that she's upset until here it comes. So this is the teaching point for all the men out there. Being aware, I feel like the last two years of our marriage, I've done a better job of this. Fantastic. But I feel like I'm aware. I'm going, as a, as a dude, I know there's no way that I would get upset about any of the things that just happened. But yes. as a woman, how, why would she get upset? And so let, let's, let's process this. This is one example, and Vanessa can educate you. And Vanessa, I, I, you, you, can, you can share totally candidly what happened here. Okay. But, I have no idea what you're going to say, by the way, but go, go for it. But I'm saying, as like a dude, if Robert and I are friends, and he does not introduce me to his friend, I wouldn't care 
A. B, I wouldn't even notice that he didn't introduce me because I would be too busy looking for meat. Well, this is... So this talk is to a- me about... Females in general, because I've noticed yeah. that females in general, not not just you, but all all women, yeah. want to be properly introduced. And I th- it's a different dynamic with us, too, because we work together. Yep. And most people automatically assume, like, oh, it's Clay's business. And they'll treat me accordingly. And so... Oh, 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 oh. So okay, oh wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me find the right I, I think, sound... I think the guys could probably... T- yeah. Back that up, can right? We, that's, hey, yeah. okay, let me find the right sound effect. You just said, can you repeat what you just said? Most people, they come into the business, that let's say they are an intern or a new hire, and they get introduced to Clay immediately, and they know him as the owner, and you will see through body language, through everything, they are like, okay, body, I'm body, on it. You know feel I mean? my body. And I just would say, hey, can you just introduce them? It's weird and if if I'm sitting there hey, hey, and I'm not hey, introduced. Hey, they, hey, before you're being honest and, and wait, 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 truthful, real quick, this is helpful no, to them no, because no, if no, they no. go and they think that I am, they will sometimes treat me, and it's very interesting. So I'm like, oh, that actually is not going to work very nice for you. <laughs> so it's actually helpful to them if they know who they're dealing with before they deal yes. with some girl who's sitting at the bar. The bar, it, it or, they make, or, or they make an, a comment that just yes. is not the wisest thing to say. Oh, yeah. So, so anyways, is, it's mm. actually helpful to them as well if you just, you know. So recently I've been saying to people, this is what, this is what I do when my wife, when I introduce my wife, this is what I do. In my mind, I cue up this song. <laughs> yes, this is my wife. She's incredible. She is so sexy. She's been married to me for 17 consecutive years, which means that she had screwed up for 17 consecutive years, week after week, year after year. She stays married to me, and I just want you to know she is. But I, have to, I, I literally have to say, I have to be out. I got to go out of my way because I'm just trying to explain to the listeners they get this dynamic. If my wife owned all the businesses by herself, I am naturally an antisocial human, and I don't want to be introduced. So if we go out to church or we go to a movie, True. I hate when people introduce me to people. I can't stand here like, hey, hey, real quick, this is my friend Clay. I'm like, uh, so I, I, a lot of times I do weird stuff. Like I go to the bathroom like four or five times in a row <laughs> to avoid. True. You don't want to be introduced. But I'm saying, in our, I don't want to meet dynamic, people straight I'm, up. I'm just saying that we've had t- some prime examples of being there in a company that we own together. Someone comes in to work for us and they are, you know, following him around, shadowing, doing whatever. And I'm just saying that it's a weird dynamic then. And later it's like, who are you? Like to me, oh, like, you know, I just, I work here. Like, I, <laughs> like, yeah. so anyways, it just clears everything up from the beginning. And it also lets them know to have respect for me because if they feel not that my, that I was disrespected and something, uh, they'll follow in line. Now, you know? now, now this is the deal. This is, this is point number two, Vanessa, you wrote down here. You want to ask yourself, is this issue critical is it is, is this a crucial issue to yeah. you because not every issue needs to be addressed this is so true so once you've clarified what the issue is in, wait a minute in all the ladies out there ladies 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 are you ladies all the single ladies all the married ladies make some noise nice okay so all the single ladies all the married ladies someone should write this down Ooh, baby i like it Oh, yeah. Not all issues need to be addressed. That's right. Because I eat too fast, who cares? Because I drive like a maniac, who cares? Because I overall act like I'm a frat boy, who cares? Certain things don't need to be addressed, but certain things do. There are certain issues where you, over time, we've been married 17 years, and you're like, 
I used to never address the anything. man wants to wear a jersey all the time and doesn't want to dress up for anything. Maybe that isn't a huge issue, but may, or there's other areas that are certain I, issues. I think or big that, issues. you know, so in the beginning, I didn't address anything because you know that's um, right. Yeah. I took the Dr. Laura advice to the extreme, and so, what was the Dr. Laura advice you took to the extreme? Well, she thinks that all the power in a relationship comes back to the woman, and that um, it, you can basically make your your husband happy by giving him affirmation, giving him affection, and giving him, uh, I forget what the other A is, there's the three A's. And Amazingness. These are all true, but at the same time, Americanism. If, if <laughs> I, I think our personalities, Clay's a very dominant personality, and if I don't at some point say, hey, I'm not okay with this, or this hurt me, I mean, I will be like a railroad, like just ran over, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so you've got to d determine what the issue is, and once you know in yourself, think, does this need to be addressed? Is this something that actually is going to, is this hurting the quality of your life? Is this going to affect your kids' lives? Is this going to affect the foundation of your family? Because like he says, if it's like, hey, you know, I don't think that you're, the way you're eating is not awesome. Let it go. But if it's, hey, you know, we have these employees coming in and they're never introduced to me. And now like, they're like kind of treating me like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, this, this, can you just introduce me every time? You know, one thing that's a huge issue is if you don't have clean bathrooms. And so if you're out there and you're saying, my bathroom is not a porcelain palace. Oh, no. My bathroom is super dirty like the shady parts of Dallas. It is not a porcelain palace. It's more of like the shady parts of Dallas. If your bathroom feels like a third world country and you want to clean it up, visit theclassicclean.com. That's theclassicclean.com. That is the janitorial service of choice for Dr. Robert Zellner, for DuPont, for Google, for New Star and the Thrive Time Show. If you want to make your urinals so clean that you could literally use them as a, as a drinking fountain in your time of need, visit theclassicclean.com today. Theclassicclean.com today. Stay tuned. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. You the systems to give what we got. Colin Dixon's on the hooks. I break down the books. Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks. As the father of five, that's why I'm a dive. So if you see my wife and kids, please tell them hi. It's the C and Z up on your radio. And now three, two, one, here we go. We started from the bottom, now we All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. Today we're talking about the awkward subject called. Tending to your relationship garden. Uh, as, as men, as boys, as dudes, typically what we do is we chase women around. We chase, we chase girls around the playground. Oh, yes, we do. We, we remember, remember recess. You're chasing kids around. You're chasing girls around. You're chasing Amanda. I mean, I, I'm 37. So everyone, their name was Amanda or Ashley. Every, every girl's name was Katie, Amanda, or Ashley. There was no other name. So it was just it was, it was a whole city. There's hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people named Katie, Amanda, or Ashley. And all the guys, their name was, were, were like John, Mike. You know, th th these were the names. We had, we had John or we had Mike or Chris. Everyone was Chris, John, or Mike. And all the girls were Amanda, Ashley. You're chasing them around, and you're, you're not sure what to Katie. And you, you catch a Katie. You catch, you, you catch them. And the girls aren't chasing you, by the way. Why? Because men are, are, are physically repulsive. But women are attractive. So we're chasing them around. We're like, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. And we catch them. 
And then we, we after we catch them, we're like, I don't know what to do. Frick. What are we going to do now? I spent my whole day chasing them. I spent months strategizing how to catch them. What do I do now? We don't know. So now we're like in middle school or high school. And we're like, hey, dude, at this party this weekend, we're going to play spin the bottle. So they spin the bottle. And it ends, and you're like, oh, no. I'm going to kiss Amanda, Ashley, or Katie. And, and, and oh, there's like 25 women, but they all have the same name. They all, they, so you, 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 now, you, now you kiss them, and then you, 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 next thing you know, you're engaged, and then and you're married, and now you're like, frick, what do I do? I've caught the girl. What do I do? Because you don't know what to do. Because as a man, you know, it's all about like the action of pursuing, but you don't know why you're pursuing. So now let's hypothetically, let's, 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 let's propose this idea. In a hypothetical, theoretical universe, you are out there, and you have caught your dream woman. Oh, yes. And you invited your friends and family to the wedding. And you had this ridiculous amount of money that was it, it, it was spent on having calligraphy. You, you Each wedding invitation was written with calligraphy. There's no calligraphers left. And so you had to find some artisan to write the for about $2 a piece. They mailed them out to hundreds of people. And you asked them, do you want chicken or beef? And they showed up at some ridiculous hotel at some ridiculous place like the flower gardens or some garden. You've never been to a garden. You're a guy. You're never going to go to a garden again. But you had your wedding at the garden center because that's how you enter into the sanctimoniousness of marriage. You have your first dance. She danced with her dad. You cut the cake. Your best man was probably drunk, but he gave a toast. The maid of honor actually wrote something down and gave something that sounded like she's my best friend. Now, you no longer see the maid of honor. You haven't seen the best man in close, in close to a decade. In fact, all of the people in your wedding party, you don't know them anymore. And all the people who attended your wedding, you haven't talked to them for years. And if they, if they do call you, you think to yourself, I should probably pop myself a beer before I answer this phone call because <laughs> my aunt Nancy or Karen, everyone's neighbor, everyone's aunt, everyone's, if you're out there and you have an aunt and her name is Karen or Laura or Nancy or Mary, because it's all the names we had back then. We only had four or five names to choose from. Your <laughs> uncle, your uncle Bill, your uncle Tom, they're going to call you and you're going to just, I got to have a beer. You know, I got to have a beer. So now you're in your middle 30s or 30 something and you're thinking to yourself, frick, I'm married and I'm pissed. I'm pissed all the time. I come back from work, I get into my work truck. I get into my driveway and I think to myself, I am pissed. But you don't say anything because you don't want to deal with tending to your relationship garden. You just want to go to the gas station. So you say, I got to get some gas. I got to get some meat. I got to go to Albertsons. I got to go to Reesers. I got to go. Some, I got to go. Albertsons. No matter what you do, you got to go because you never want to be home. But now you've discovered the Thrive Time Show and you've thought for the first time in probably 15 years. Why in the freak are we married? We're married, but why? I've caught the girl, but why? And she's thinking to herself, why am I married? And so she's on Facebook posting a picture of a cloud with the feeling. She writes the statement like, do you ever feel alone? And her, her, her good friend, Amanda, Katie, or Ashley will tag it, like it, comment on it. You're not alone, girl. And so you've joined the Be Amazing movement to 
move beyond the fact that you are absolutely stuck right now in a relationship that's not going anywhere because you don't know how to tend to your relationship garden, which is why I invited my incredible wife of 17 years onto the show because I honestly feel like I feel like we're dating and it's been 17 years. I still feel like we're dating, and so most people most people don't get that. So Vanessa, talk to me about the importance. Talk to us about the importance of tending to your relationship garden. What does that mean? Well, you know, right now we had just talked about um, addressing issues because issues are going to come up and you're going to need to address the big ones. Um, so when you have an issue, you've got to clarify what it is first. You've got to be able to fully understand it before you can go to someone with a, a solution or trying to find a resolution. Once you understand what it is, you've got to think, do I need to address this issue? Is it really that big? Is this something that every day it's like you can feel it in your soul? Hurting your heart. He likes like, to brush his teeth in the shower. Is that a thing we need to address? No. Okay. So anyways, this was really yeah. helpful to me. Um, blessed are the peacemakers. I I was not someone early on who addressed Where are issues. you getting that Bible verse from, by the way? What what what, what is that verse? Um, it is uh, Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And let me tell you, my whole life I've been described as a peacekeeper. And uh, that it always bothered me, but I definitely was a peacekeeper. I'd I, say uh, until about the last five years. Yeah, so I was a peacekeeper. Um, Go along I, to get along. I, I did not like people fighting. So, you know, when I grew up, people fought a lot. And I, I just, I hated people fighting. And whatever I could do in my power to keep someone from fighting, to make everyone get along, that's what I would this do. Is what, actually, this is audio of, of what Vanessa used to say in her mind whenever there was a conflict going on. This is audio of what we put a mic in her brain before the past five years, and this is what she would typically say to herself. A lot of pressure. you got to rise above it. Mm -hmm. you got to harness in the good energy, block out the bad. Harness, energy, block, bad. Feel the flow happy. Feel it. It's circular. It's like a carousel. You pay the quarter. You. you get on the No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what, I mean, I'd say in, before the past five years, that's what you did. Yeah, so I need to tell, so what, happened, what ended up happening is I think that everyone around me had a lot of peace. Like, Clay had a lot of peace. Like, I, other than, like, maybe him coming home, like, I mean, people would be like, how, how are you living? You have no furniture in your house. You guys, like, are keeping the craziest hours. I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We can do it. And at a certain point, I had the revelation that blessed are the peace makers and never said the peacekeepers and i just started looking at it, i thought wait it it's not even i'm not even blessed like if you want to make peace in your office and you're tired of wasting your time looking for printer supplies and office supplies you want to save money on both your office supplies and printer supplies Go to Onyx Imaging. Make peace in your personal calendar. Go to onyximaging.com. That's onyximaging.com. Don't waste time at work. Go to onyximaging.com to save money on your office and printer supplies. Stay tuned. Three, two, one, boom. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. ninjas. Oh, it is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Your daily audio dojo of Mojo, where we break down what you need to know to make Mo, Mo Time Freedom, 
more financial freedom, more peace at home. And so once a week, I invite my incredible wife of 17 years onto the podcast to educate us about how to live a more peaceful and happy life. And so today on the show, what we're talking about is we're talking about this 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 kind of offensive idea of tending to your relationship garden. How to address and resolve conflict. And uh, Vanessa, we have Sean, one of the business coaches, and Robert, one of the business coaches, they had some questions for you about your first three principles you've taught so far in the podcast. Sean, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Sean, what is your, your tough question for my incredible wife of 17 years? So you talk about clarifying whatever the issue is before you want to like a- approach and yes. have a conversation about it. And um, you have to determine if the issue is really crucial to you. Now, I know you and Clay are, are very intentional about your core values as a family. Yes. And I know in business, we talk about them all the time, core values are very important as well for keeping your employees in line. So how do, do your core values play into this decision-making process uh, on an individual level? I'd like to get both your takes on this. Vanessa, for 5,000 points, you're first. Well, I, I mean, I think you talk about our core values. And, you know, when Clay and I first got married, um, we actually didn't believe the same, like, religion-wise. And so it's interesting, but that was never something that we fought about ever or was it a discussion until our son was born blind. Um, so because my belief was someone believes what they believe in their heart, and you can't argue to change that. Like, you either believe something or right. you don't. But that change in belief would become some from something I was not inward. a believer of the Judeo-Christian worldview. I did not believe in Christ previous to my son being blind in 2007. And so we never argued about it, though, even though those core values don't line up. But what I can say at the time I didn't argue about, is, is but I should have, is, okay, this work schedule is not going to work because you're not going to see the family or the kids. It, it, this worked while we didn't have kids. We could just do it all together. But now what can we do to make this sustainable? That is something you need to address because it won't change on its own. Do you see what I'm saying? The other is not changeable. So why fight about it? You chose this person. You chose them with their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Now you guys need to go and figure out your lives together. But it's not something where he should try to change what I believe or I try to change what he believes. We full we got married knowing we had these beliefs. So therefore... We're okay with it. You better be okay with it if that's mm-hmm. what you chose. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay. For me, with far as values, um, you know, I read Napoleon Hill and I love the principles he teaches, but all my heroes were divorced. I mean, so Steve Jobs was divorced. Um, you know, uh, Elon Musk is divorced. Um, Napoleon Hill's divorced. I mean, all of my heroes that I read about, Jack Welch divorced, Bill Belichick divorced. I never really spent time studying successful people. George Lucas, Star Wars, divorced. I had never spent time studying people that were successful with their marriage. And and so value-wise, I I didn't uh, care at all about... um, I, I didn't. I didn't think about my values. It, I was, was, it wasn't I, a focus. For I more or less said, I want to stay married to Vanessa. I've always been committed to. I am not getting a divorce. She might want to divorce me, but hell or high water, I'm committed. I'm like a dog. I'm very loyal to whatever I, I sign up for, and I'm like I'm committed fiercely to staying married. And I don't understand what she's talking about, but I'm not getting a divorce. And that was I. I don't. I didn't have any deeper values. And, and my my and to this goes. to this day, it's the same. And, and, I'm just committed. And my thought is all those people who he mentioned are highly successful in the business world. 
And I know they could have had the same success at home. They're driven people. If they would have the same focus they put on their business, it's not one or the other. They could have had both. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. And so I don't know if it was maybe they needed to have a revelation or something, but if they would have put the same but being focus a, on, on their marriage that they did their business, they could have had Being both. a Christian hasn't changed my worldview on marriage at all. I, I don't. I, I, I just my whole thing is like I committed to being married and I'm not going to stop. And you, 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 you get. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. You get up there in front of your friends and family, and they say, "Do you take this woman to be yours?" You know, death and sickness. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah." And then, and if you do, then I'm all about like I'm going to do whatever I have to do to to stay committed. What has changed since I became a Christian was loving my wife the way that Christ loved the church which is something they talk about in Corinthians, which I did not do previously. I was more of like, I uh, love the, well, your wife in the way that Christ loved the bowling team. You know, the bowling guys, you bowl every week, you get together, you signed up for the freaking membership. I mean, if you're on the bowling team, your name is freaking embroidered on a shirt. You got a ball with it. There's a, ro a rose embedded in the bowling ball. You got your own custom shoes what? and your own ball. Show up, Barry. Barry, show up for the freaking team. Freaking A, Barry. Barry. Okay, just as much of Why that. Why don't you freaking practice? Just as much freaking. as that was, was my fault because I um, I allowed that. So I set that expectation of like, Vanessa doesn't need anything. Like, I don't need anything. Whatever I we love need to my help wife you. the way that Christ loves the bowling alley. You know, because Larry is there. Barry's there. We have our names embroidered on a shirt. It's a commitment. We're sponsored by O'Reilly's. For reals. We got to show up, right, every Thursday. I mean... Now, you, if you Uber there because you're a little bit intoxicated, that's fine. But you got to show up. I mean, you just, you know, and I never, I never uh, loved my wife the way that Christ loved the church until my son was born blind. And then I'm, you became, pro you just, I'd say you weren't proactive about it. And right. then you became proactive about it. But now it. I'm the, the woo meister. Now he's great. He's great. The woo meister. So, I, I am the woo meister. I'm just is. telling you. He's, I, he's, he's pretty, he's at the top of his game. I, I really feel like I uh, deliver love. <laughs> And strong love. <laughs> the Woo-Meister. The Woo-Meister. Now, Robert, what question do you have? You're, you're going to get married here soon. What question do you have oh, yeah. for my incredible wife of 17 years? Any There's no questions out of bounds. So there's a, it's a two-parter. Oh, wow. Two-parter. Um, so I, I know we keep going back to this, and I know you kind of address this, but I okay. want to go, go deeper. Oh, go deeper. With, with you know, how to realize whether or not an issue is crucial. Because I look back, we've been dating for two years, been engaged for about six months now. Okay. And... There's been times where both of us have gotten into arguments over stuff that really doesn't matter, you know. So I really want to avoid doing that. So my question on that is this why I feel like if you get in an argument over something that doesn't matter, I feel like that that's not even what the argument's about. Right. It's that more about control. It's more about I want to be validated, respected, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if it's if if it bothers me the way he does something with his toothbrush. If I'm feeling loving towards him, I don't even care. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? But right. if, if, if I'm feeling disrespected as, as a whole, then I'm like, you can't, you can't even put that, that away. Like, I, I don't know, you'd find a dig to give that person. So think about when you were just newly dated, dating. You would never throw out a mean or sarcastic mm. comment. Thrive Nation, when we return, we're getting deeper into the relation the relationship quagmire. How do you have a healthy relationship that's sustainable and that is successful? Well, if you want to have a relationship with the IRS that's that's sustainable and successful, I mean, if you want to have a relationship where you're paying the taxes you owe on time, 
I would recommend that. Uh, go to hoodcpas.com. That's hoodcpas.com. They can help you with all your tax and financial planning. That's hoodcpas.com. What? That's hoodcpas.com. That's hoodcpas.com. Check them out online today. Hood. No negative emotion, cause that's what business is Always dominate, cause I got five kids I will not lose, I don't break but bruise They can talk about me, I can take that abuse Here is the truth, while they make that excuse I'll be up grinding, cause the scoreboard's the truth He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude He showed me the force like I was a young loser Have you ever dated somebody of the opposite sex? Well, yes, I've actually dated somebody of the opposite sex. Okay, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you thought to yourself, I don't understand why we're arguing about this. I don't understand we're arguing at all. In fact, I don't understand why our relationship is getting weird. You ever had a relationship where it's getting weird? Well, if you've, had, if you've ever had a relationship that's getting weird with a significant other, then I would encourage you to take notes on today's show because I've been married to my incredible wife for 17 consecutive years, and I can honestly say I feel the same way about her now as I did when we were first dating, which is uh, weird and gross. <laughs> but I chase her around every day, and uh, <laughs> I have lust issues, and basically it's just a... Complete infatuation. I'm just absolutely obsessed with her, and all the time I think to myself, so hot. Oh, Billy. (laughs) You spend a lot of time making sure that you do this, that you that you reach out I to really me, do feel make, the exact really, same way about you now as when we're first dating. I think it's because the actions that you take, you spend a lot of time going out of your way to make sure that... Oh, my gosh. Come on! You let me talk! No, yes. I am letting you talk. <laughs> I'm saying it's because of the actions that you've decided to take and feelings will follow. So if you find yourself where you are in that spot, if you take loving actions towards someone and treat them nice and with kindness, they're going to reciprocate. And it's... The circle, as you say. The circle. Yeah. The circle. So you 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 spend a lot of time, just like you do, being proactive on your business. You're very proactive with our relationship, and I appreciate that. So if you take the actions, the feelings will follow. Take actions, Robert. I need some freaking echo. The, if you take the actions, the feelings will follow. It is your duty to pursue the booty, Robert. I think I said a faux pas on the radio. Faux pas, booty. I just said... You used to teach all of our DJs this like it was a life lesson. Duty to get the booty. I, Robert, I just said how I feel. (laughs) Feel. I actually said what I mean. (laughs) I should not ever say that on live radio show. I should say what people want me to feel. But Robert... Feel the booty. Honestly, Robert, (laughs) when you're, you're on the verge of getting married... And are you not infatuated? You chase her around. I chase her. And you want to tackle her to the ground. I tackle her. <laughs> Robert, is that not what you think about? Feel the booty. So. Okay. So we're talking about tending to your relationship garden, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, as a guy, as a guy, do we not say stuff like, uh, like if you and I were talking, I mean, you and I, this is what would happen. If, if Robert and I were good good friends and we're talking and, and, and no women were present, this is what would happen. Robert would call me and go, freaking A, 
you want to go over to uh, Savastano's? And I would say, yeah, let's go to Savastano's. Go to Savastano's, and he would say, so uh, how's the how's the uh, uh, girl doing? I said, uh, Do she doing good? And then uh, I would say, oh, that's awesome, you know. And then I would say, Robert, uh, you know, uh, what do you want to get for dinner? And I would say, I would probably want to get two pizzas, you know, because I could, because I could, I could eat, I could eat pizza all night long. And then Robert would say, that's what she said, because <laughs> that's all that dudes do. We never process relationships, <laughs> right? I mean, right, Robert? Yeah. Um. And and it comes, I think, at I mean, in in relationships at le- least. A lot of times, in my experience, I don't always realize what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I'm doing wrong, and it's like uh, you know, I want there to be peace. I don't like drama. Yeah. You know, uh, and and my fiance Megan, she's not real dramatic, but sometimes it seems like I can be so ignorant, you know, of caring for things. Um, Ever, I mean, all, 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 all male, real quick, all male commentary. When guys are out, just alpha males. This is what we do. We go out. And no matter what comment is said, we're going to think about while the, other, while the other person's talking. We're waiting to think of a, we're waiting for an excuse to say, that's what she said. <laughs> or, or we're waiting to say, hey, you know what? Your mom. <laughs> so now women, though actually have a plan for their life they process emotions and so that's where it gets weird because once we catch women we find ourselves being married for several days in a row things get weird i, I want to give robert some some advice yeah, I, please I, do. I need it he's about to get married i need it and you're going to be phenomenal you're going to do a great job you, you and megan it's going to be awesome you know you are a very diligent worker I see you up at the office. You you get there early. You stay late if you need to. You're focused on your clients. You're focused on helping them get results. Mm-hmm. A- and you're successful at that. You do a very, very, Thank very you. good job. Wow. You're welcome. The same diligence and work ethic that you put into your clients, Uh-oh. all Megan wants to see. Just make sure that you do the same for her. You can do this. And that's all. That just sums everything up. So the same... You know, if, if you tell her, hey, I'm going to be there at 6, and you're not going to be there at 6, just like you would call a client, you mm. call, hey, I'm sorry, got held up, I'll be there at 6.30. I promise you, she'll be understanding. The guilt is d- starting to settle. D- don't, don't not call. <laughs> if right. you, um, she wants to see that the same amount of time and attention that you're spending on, you know, this next big deal, she'll be rooting and cheering for you the whole way, but go ahead and make sure that you remember something that's a big deal to her or send her a sweet text during mm-hmm. the day and say, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm excited about your project I've that you have at work. i thinking about mm-hmm. you. So that's all it comes back to. I, I really, truly believe this. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a quick question? Oh, you know, ask all the questions you want because this is the Relationship Garden Show. So something that I know and something that I see a lot is with more familiarity, yes. it breeds disrespect. Uh-huh. Oh, know? So, so the more time you spend with someone, the more... It doesn't have to be that way, though. Okay, and that's my question, is in so many relationships, and something I am genuinely want to avoid, yes. is, uh, you know, as a relationship goes on, there's more disrespect, and that love fades. So I think that every time that disrespect occurs, it has to be addressed. Otherwise, you're saying you're okay with it, and you're not. Right. Okay? And over time, you'd say, this, hey, this is going to be a problem for us, because it will hurt the whole relationship. It will hurt both of you. So when it happens, you would have to take a moment. You might have to think, maybe come back to it later when you truly are able to address it and say, hey, when you said this to me, 
like it hurt because it wasn't a nice thing to say. Mm-hmm. So now remember love- the man translation of that conversation would be when you said what you said. It reminded me of your mom. <laughs> that's what she said. Right? That's what she said. Because that's what she said. So, but listen, so you would come back and say, hey, I just, you make it not about her. I'm concerned about yeah. our relationship because if we say those things to each other, we're not going to want to be around each other. But yeah. just know that someone saying that, it stemmed from something bigger that's hurting them. Right. And again, I come back to you. If someone knows that you are their number one thing before all the work that you're passionate about and that you do so well, they will be there cheering you on the whole time. But take the time out to show them through actions because words are so cheap. Right. But they are the number one. You must be real to have intimacy. Vanessa, you talked about this. What are you talking about? I, this is where I come back. This was my own fault. And for a long time, I didn't address things. That's right. It's her was fault. A, yeah, yeah. Right, I was right, a yeah, peacekeeper yeah. instead of a peacemaker. And if you're a peacemaker, which blessed are the peacemakers, um, therefore they shall be called children of God, says Matthew uh, 5, 9, is you've got to bring a sword. You're going to have to deal with something but if you don't deal with anything your relationship will be built on it'll be fake and so then you'll start getting side comments and negative passive aggressiveness yeah and disrespect and so i always tell clay like i have to address these things otherwise in my heart i will like feel myself get mad at you yeah but i think you've done a good job of learning when to address the yes you can't just like spout off right now i'm mad so i'm gonna address it right this moment that is literally I have written down here when to address. Oh, that was that was that was one of my questions. Yes, you're okay. So these, you know, we said when you determine you have an issue, you have to address it if you're truly going to have intimacy with your spouse, or everything will be fake. It won't be real. Mm -hmm. So you need to find the right time and place and state of mind to address it in. You cannot address it when you're hot like fire. You know, just ready to come at them. That's not the yeah, time. Yeah, if you looking hot, I tell you this: if you if I got an issue, I want to address. You can't it. call up in the I middle of the work know. day and address it then either. They're not going to have the time to give you, and you're going to end up pissing them off. Right? Hey, speaking of pissing people off, one thing that irritates people the most is having your where your back hurts, Rob. Have you Rob, have you had your lower back hurt? Oh yeah, your yeah. upper back. Upper back. You ever had your sacroiliac out of whack? Yeah, sacroiliac. You ever thought to yourself, man? I thought to myself, my sacroiliac's out of whack. I don't want to complain, but I have pain in areas I can't describe. Well, if you're out there and you say, I want to get my spine in line, I want to become proactive about my spinal health, check out out drjohnsibley.com. Check out drjohnsibley.com. This man has been the chiropractor of choice for Wayne Gretzky, the NHL Hall of Fame hockey player. That's Dr. John Sibley. Dot com. What was that? It's drjohnsibley.com. Stay tuned. No negative emotion, because that's what business is. Always dominate, because I got five kids. I will not lose. I don't break but bruise. They can talk about me. I can take that abuse. It is the truth. Why they make that excuse? I'll be up grinding, because the scoreboard's the truth. He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude. He showed me the force like I was a young dude. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And uh, this just in, Robert, I have a financial tip for all the listeners out there. Oh, yeah. It will allow the listeners and any business owner out there, this tip alone will allow you to save at least 50% more money. Wow. This this tip alone will allow you to keep 50% more money 
Actually, if you look at the average, you can keep 60% more money. This tip alone, this show today could allow all of our married listeners to save at least 60% more money. Robert, are you excited to know about what, what this tip is? That sounds great. Let's hear it. Stay married. <laughs> now, tip number two. This will allow you to have at least 90% more happiness. 90% more positive feelings. Robert, this, this tip allow you to be happy all the time. Time, time. To live the life the way Marvin Gaye sang song. song. The way song. Michael Jordan played music, uh, play basketball. The way Robert Redman say the name Robert Redman because people like their own name. So Robert, Robert Redman say, Robert Redman, Robert Redman say, oh, I like Robert Redman. Robert Redman. I like it. <laughs> I Robert say my Redman. own name. I like my name because that's my name is Robert, like Robert Redman. Robert um, the, the way that the sushi guy who has a show about all I dream about is sushi uh, make sushi, which sushi. I find to be weird and disturbing. Gyro jeans of sushi. The way that Mr. Miyagi talk about bonsai tree. Three. The way that Bill Clinton talk about nothing in circles, over and over, making everyone happy. The way that Trump talk about his infinite sexiness and rightness. Huge. This show, take your life to next level. You, what you want to do is you want to stay happily married. True. You don't want to just stay married. Now, before my son was born blind, I had committed hell or high water, dude. Dude, dude, hell or high water, I'm staying married, bro, no matter what. And I think and, and, and from your perspective, everything was great. And I think from my perspective, again, my fault, a lot of things were great. A lot of things were great. But the things that bothered me, I never brought up because but I didn't, didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't even care whether we were happily married. I just care that we were married because that's what's going to be. I'm going to stay married because I'm American. And I'm from <laughs> the perspective of like, if I get married, you know, I... I from the beginning, I never wanted to get married. And when I decided I was, is that if I will get married, I will have the best freaking marriage or I won't do it. Now, Vanessa pointed out to me, this is probably after my son was born blind, 2007-ish. Vanessa points out to me, listen, I don't want to stay married unless we're happily married. And so I actually had a microphone. I was wearing, I, uh, Robert, apparently you'd mic'd me up without my knowledge. I was wearing a mic at the time. Yeah, I, I remember that. And I and I don't remember you miking me or even knowing who you were, but I just remember uh, that you recorded this without my knowledge. And so we have yeah. audio of of my reaction to what my wife said. My wife said, I don't want to stay married unless we're happily married. And I, I just, you happen to be there with a recording device. And this yeah. is what I said in 2007. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Looks <laughs> like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> so I just couldn't handle the idea that she would actually not want to be married unless we were happy because I had just never seen a lot of happily married couples. I never saw a lot of couples that were happily married, never seen it really a lot up close. And so, Vanessa, you're talking about point five. You're saying must be real to have intimacy. But then you also said, you have to determine when to uh, to address the issue. Now, Robert had a question before the break. He was wanting to know, Robert, can you reset your question about about when to address issues? What, what were you what were you contemplating as it relates to addressing issues in relationships? So I can I can be a lot more uh, yeah. I guess solution focused, okay, and task oriented. Um, so That's right. So it's much more like 
hey, what am I doing wrong? Or, hey, here's what you need to do. You know what I mean? Or, hey, what's, what's the issue? Let's just get to the bottom line. And so part of the question is when to address, mm-hmm. uh, but also how, wow. this as a so male, good. I should communicate. Because, again, like my uh, fiance has told me, like, Robert, you're talking to me. You're treating me like, you're one of, like I'm one of your clients. Yeah. I'm not one of your clients. I'm getting married to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real quick, whenever a man uh, hears a woman share her feelings about why she's upset, valid or invalid, this is immediately what the male mind hears. What? You're saying it weird. Saying what weird? All of it. Where do you get off? I just don't get why you're saying it that way. Why I'm saying what what way? Forget it. I will. I will forget it. Because we don't understand what you're talking about. Right. Right? Do we not? Right. Well, the first thing is you're saying when to address something and how to address something. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to address it not in the middle of the workday. You're going to need to take time away where it's just the two of you. Not in the middle of a restaurant. Probably just have some time at your house together and say, hey, if you're the one who has the issue, then you know what it is. And mm-hmm. so you can bring up and say, hey, I've been thinking about this and why this bothered me the other day was this or whatever to say. And whoever is bringing an issue up, the first thing that they want to do is they want to be heard and be validated. So they don't want a solution right away. Yes, you're going to get a solution. But first, the other party needs to listen to what they say and say, okay, I he- that wasn't my intention, but I could see how that made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to see their point of view. If you were going to argue and say, that's what I meant, you're too that's not what I meant. You're just too sensitive. You don't understand. You're never letting them say, all of these things are not examples of anything that I've ever said before. <laughs> you're, you're never, you're, you, you need to let them know that you understand. You didn't mean it, but I hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. That was not my intention. And now once they feel heard and know that you hear, now you can have a resolution. You can never have a resolution without the other party being heard. Now, right. now, we have a listener who uh, was listening to our show about a year ago, Robert, and they said to themselves, they said, you know, I, I'm not going to apply this advice. I'm not going to make my partner feel heard. I'm not going to let her feel heard first. I'm just going to immediately propose solutions like a good business coach. And he called in this morning. Fabulous. He called in. And unfortunately, we couldn't get him on the show, but he called in this morning and he was sharing um, with our call screener. Um, how his life has been going since he's tried the method of don't let your partner feel heard and then give them immediate solutions to their problems. And so this is what he had to say. It's, it's so amazing we were able to record the call. So here, here we go. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. I, I don't. I don't think that's 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 a that's, move. That's how he started the call, <laughs> right? He started off. Just want to let you know. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you are a, a a single man. You probably have some questions for the wizard of uh, perpetual marriage, the wizard of harmonious relationships. For my wife of seventeen years. Mrs. Vanessa Clark, uh, what question do you have for her? You are absolutely right. So I am not married. Uh, I don't have any prospects. So the only real reference that I have for marriage are my parents and the you know folks that I go over and I spend time with. And a lot of times I see the wife or maybe it's the husband come and try to bring up these issues. And the other spouse just says, you're right, you're right, you're right. And they dismiss the uh, entire 
argument. Okay, again, this is exactly what we just talked about. By the way, that's you- my move, and I want to show the listeners that's not a move, but that's been my move. That That's if a move. That's my default move. I ever come back to him like, yes, 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 yes. If, if you don't let the other person, if you don't truly hear what they say, they're going to pick up on it, and they know, and that's why they don't want you just spouting off a solution because they're like, you, you don't even understand or care, so it's going to keep happening. Even though you're giving me the solution, your heart isn't in it. So you might do the solution that works in your head, but the problem isn't resolved. Mm. Does that make sense? So, but if you hear and then you say, okay, I understand. And you actually take the time to think about it and understand. I didn't mean to hurt you, but I see that it did because of this. It would have never hurt me, but I understand that it hurt you because of this. I think the way we solve that problem, and it might be a different solution because you now you're, you're giving a heart solution, not just something in your head that mm-hmm. works. Now, step number seven, or, or, or concept number seven that Vanessa broke down here, she says, according to the American Psychological Association, 50% of marriages, 40 to 50% of marriages of couples end in divorce. The relationship ends in, in, ends in a divorce. But according to psychology today, um, less than 10% of the people that stay married are actually happy. So the question is, will your marriage survive or will it thrive? Vanessa, what are you talking it, about? It just comes back to the same point that you brought up. You know, why be married unless you're going to make it a happy marriage? It's in your control. A lot of people like to think, well, no, because my spouse won't work with me. It only takes one person to change a marriage, not Whoa. two. It takes one. So if you can be that catalyst and start it, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but people will react to those changes. But if you don't change anything, everything will remain the same. And why be married if you're not going to have a happy marriage? Yes, Matt. Um, talking about a happy marriage, you know, before going into a marriage, I hear a lot of guys or even girls say, well, I want to get married because it makes it's going to make me happy. No, no, um, no. Okay, can I tell you that the, the, the main no. reason, I, I, this was a conversation that uh, I, I had with Mary before we got married because Mary is Clay's mom. You know, I was 19. We were going to get married a week after um, my 20th birthday. And she asked, why do you want to marry my son? And with all sincerity, you know, and I said, I want to marry your son because I want to make him happy. And she said that, like, right there, she goes, I was like, okay, you're 19, but, like, she gets it. And I think if you both come into a marriage from the perspective of how do I make my spouse happy, you're, you're what, always going to have a successful marriage. You, I'd say, what can, you, hard times. what can you do to serve the spouse and to make their life the best it can be? Because I don't think you can make the other person happy if they choose to be an unhappy person. Right. But what could you do on a daily basis? But to you, it? you wouldn't be marrying them if they're an unhappy person. But if you're, I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe. I disagree with you. You, I, you think someone would marry an unhappy oh, person? Yeah. I think most people do. Oh yeah. Really? I'd say nine out of ten people marry unhappy people. I've got wow. family members who are right in that boat. I think that most people marry unhappy. I think most people feel Blows lonely. my mind. I don't understand. Okay. The problem is for you, and I mean this, Vanessa, and I, I'm just trying to tell you, you are an independent person. I'm 100% convinced that if if we, if we I disappeared, got abducted by aliens, you would go on and be just fine. Um, you know, Hopefully you'd miss me, but you'd be just fine. But most people are not that way. I would be 100% whole without you. If you moved on, yeah. I, I mean, I would miss you, but I wouldn't yeah. care. In terms of like practically, I wouldn't be like, I feel so alone in this moment. I need someone to share it with. I've never had that feeling. Yeah. I think you're the same way in a lot of, a lot of ways. So, but what I'm saying is that if, if you're doing things every day to pour into their life and lift them up, I, I don't see how... 
I, I, I just, I, I don't see how you, it could not be a successful marriage. You're taking time to let them know that you care and they're doing the same thing. Now, maybe I guess if people are going around marrying unhappy people, that's a I think most people are. Un- I think most people are unhappy, and most people marry unhappy people in an attempt to make other people happy. But I don't think you can make anybody happy. I think most people have their heads so up, so far up their butt, they cannot be happy no but matter who they're married. This is to. The thing, you can't go into a marriage though looking for the other person to make you happy. You can't be going right. in and saying, "What? What am I going to get from this relationship?" It's no. What am I going to give to this relationship? When we come back. We're going to talk more about relationships and tending to your relationship garden, specifically about how to propose solutions. When do you find yourself in the toilet of relationships? Now, if you're out there and you say to yourself, my relationships is, are good. My relationships are fine. And all I want to do right now is I want to just add on to my commercial building so I can continue growing and expanding and I can continue growing my business and I want to improve my marriage and my business and everything is just going great. Things are copacetic. I just want to focus on growing my business today like I grow my relationship every day. Then check out our good friends at Williams Contracting. That's Williams Contracting. Check them out online at will-con.com. And now broadcasting live from the box that rocks, it's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Higher learning and higher earning. Taking you to the top like we're hiking Mount Vernon. We're changing the mindsets like we're incense burning. Passing on the magic like our name was Irvin. Serving up that knowledge like I was a servant. And I cite what I say so you know I'm not a servant. It's Thrive Time Show, bringing the heat while fervent. Giving it to you straight in the world that's worth. Stacking the cash, making the dash. Running the plaques, bringing it back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. Stacking the cash, making the dash. Running the plaques, bringing it back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. Oh, Thrive Nation, the facts are in. According to any research you do out there, any, any, you just look up any study, half of American marriages end in divorce. Half of American marriages end in divorce. Of those people who stay married, according to, to psychology today, less than 10% of people that stay married report being happy. So how have I been able to stay happily married for 17 consecutive years to the same person? You might think to yourself, well, it's, it's your body. Your body is what keeps coming back day after day. It's your body. And then when you realize, no, it's, you've never met me. No, no, it's not your body. You might be thinking to yourself, what's well, your mind? Your mind is so luscious and sexy. And if you meet me and you have any time at all to discuss things, then you realize it's not your mind at all. You have me thinking it's because of your powerful, powerful connections to the Illuminati. But then if you're around me for any amount of time, you realize this guy literally only goes to Atwoods in Hobby Lobby. He completely lives in seclusion. Or maybe it's seclusion that the women find to be sexy. Maybe it's that you've impregnated her five times. Well, six times, <laughs> but the fifth, five of which worked out, and there was twins involved. The point is, the point is, you might be thinking to yourself, what am I even thinking about? What am I listening to this show for? I, I actually <laughs> want to tell people what it is. I know. I know. I have the answer. What is it? It's that he actually cares. I tell him all the time, that so I feel so lucky and blessed, and it's nothing that I did. It's Jesus. But... He actually cares about having a good marriage. So that way, the same way that he cares about our businesses, he's going to take the steps to let me know that I and the children 
were important to him. Most of the people that I know, if I heard their scenarios, I'd just get divorced. I just be honest with you. Most people I hear, I talk to them, and I'm like, "Well, my wife makes me like live in like this stupid world where I can't have a man cave, and I have to go on these. That's where these stupid sweaters to pose for these stupid photos by like a, a bridge in a park. I dress up with the stupid sweater, and I just look stupid with my sweater I would never wear. And I gotta, I gotta go to these stupid parties, and I gotta just live a life of like a nude, like a, like like a eunuch, just a nude man running around with." <laughs> these stupid sweaters posing for these freaking photos and and, and just talk and I, if i if i live that kind of life i would be divorced i I, just, I couldn't do it i couldn't marry almost anybody I, I couldn't marry anybody else i've never met a person where I, I honestly have been around so many men and women over the years and i've never thought to myself gosh i would marry that lady God, i would i would no, no. <laughs> i mean honestly i i honestly would be Totally just alone living under like a, a piece of land and a man bear cave. Under a piece of land, I love it. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be underground though. I'd be living underground in a, in, in a, a cave, in a bunker environment, just growing companies. But if you are married, then you might as well have a great marriage. And so I don't know how to help you other than just bringing up the rude reality that most people are not happy with their marriage. And so I can tell you, my wife and I would not be married if it wasn't a happy marriage. I would never just... Right now, I'm just telling you where I'm at in life. I would, wouldn't just stay married as a longevity thing. And I want our listeners to know that they do have the power to make changes. You to have the power. Situation. You can do it. You can pop it up. You have the power. You have the power. So, you might have to confront hard issues. You might have to say, I'm not okay with this. You might have to change the way that you react. I, I, I don't know. Everyone's situation is going to be different. But I'd encourage everyone to learn what you can do to get to the relationship. Step number nine, Vanessa, you're talking about refocusing on the goal. The goal is the family, business is the vehicle. Again, you say, the goal is the family, the business is the vehicle. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, you're. this is a business show, so people listen who have businesses, and... Um, Business is fantastic. I think that it's it's something that actually draws Clay and I closer together because it draws us together. Yes. We work on the business together. We go over the goals for our lives and how they fit into the business and how the business can help us reach those goals. But we never lose sight that the business in itself is not the goal. What? Our family is the goal. If it ever becomes comes in between our family or gets set at a point where it's more important to our family, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to end well for the family. So we just, just have to keep that priority straight. And then as long as you guys have your goals in line and you understand how the business helps you get there, I think you'll you'll notice that you and your spouse um, really rally behind that business and in and, and the way that it is a blessing to your family. Now, point number 10, work together to come to resolution. What are you talking about when you say work together to come to resolution? So after you've addressed th this this issue, whatever it is, and um, and you're honest with it, so that you can um, be real with your spouse, you've got to you've got to resolve it. Now that you know what the issue is, you just don't leave it out there. Um, so it's going to take both of you to fully comprehend what the issue is and how you 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 solve it. But you must walk away from this this meeting um, with a resolution in hand, or it's just going to keep resurfacing. Robert, do you have any questions? You're a man that's soon to be married. Do you have any questions for the marriage wizard, my wife of 17 years? Because we are 
are happily married and very few people are, and so you have the mic, my friend. I do have a question, and, and Clay, you may want to get involved with it. Uh, there's certain, you know, you just said a moment ago that, that a, a happy marriage can't help but exist if two people are serving each other. That yeah. makes sense to me. You know, that makes a lot of sense. But how do you get to that point where you're saying, hey, I'm willing to serve you in this way, but I'm not willing to wear the Christmas sweater? You know what I mean? I, I would I do anything that, for that, love, but I won't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but I won't do that. I would do anything can, I, I for love. I but and then I, he can chime in. Because um, I'm willing to give up you know yeah. what I may want yeah. to make her happy. Yeah. But there's certain parts of me I'm like, eh, no. You, you've got to understand who this is as a person that you married. Do, do, you understand? So... I know, I know the Clay Clark that I married. I remember him coming up in the middle of chapel and putting the dollar bills with the Bible verses on the stage in front of Richard Roberts because he disagreed. I remember him walking out of campus. I remember him getting kicked out of school. I chose that man to marry. So I can't be upset that he wants to go confront someone over something that happened or in a way that he feels wronged because I chose that. Right. I would be changing him as a person if I said... That's the key. Okay? So you need to... to don't to, change him as a don't person. Don't change them as a person. You could say, hey, I would really like it if you did this. And they can choose if they want to do it, but it's not going to affect your, your relationship. But you know, if you're out you there and you're, you're looking for an auto mechanic that wants to change... <laughs> right, wants to help you, in, help, help, help you fix your automobile, but not change your vehicle overall. Just, just help you fix your vehicle. Help you repair your vehicle. Restore your relationship with your vehicle to what it once was. But not change your vehicle entirely. Go out there and, and visit a Tulsa's number one Ford Automotive Specialist. That's RC Auto Specialist. RC Auto Specialist, Tulsa's number one Ford expert repair service, rcautospecialist.com. That's rcautospecialist.com. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boom begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz, and then you'll be Bragging to your wife and kids that your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Thumbs away, this is play broadcasting with the Zen, with the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I and I is him. He be the Z and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from Clay to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. <laughs> All right, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where today we're talking about tending to relationship gardens. And because I am uniquely unqualified to talk about this topic, I wanted to bring my incredible wife on the show of 17 years so she could share with you about how she has taught me how to tend to our relationship gardens. We've been married 17 years, and I can honestly say this past year was our best year ever, and every year I believe it does get a little bit better but Vanessa, for all the listeners out there who aren't married to me, what? Which includes pretty much everybody. Um, could you explain to listeners out there how being married to me is different 
than being married to the average human. Because you, you, you've had friends of yours who are married. They have, have friends, you know, friends of yours, you know, from college that are married. But I think being married to me is probably well, uh, its own series of obstacles. Honestly, so, I've never been married to anyone else. But how is it different so, from what you're hearing I other think, people describe their relationship? Maybe we can start with the holiday photo and the perpetual, proverbial Christmas sweater that most men, where most men turn over their man card and they wear an oddly matching Christmas sweater in the photo. I, I just think that um, being married to you, I, you're a little bit of an extreme, um, and but you've always been that way. So like I said, I, I know what I signed up for, so I'm okay with that. And I actually like, I like the eccentricness of it. But so I think our my I've never expected you. Now that we did have one photo that you did that my my mom got you in a sweater that wasn't my doing. Freaking hated that photo. Yeah, that was like many 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 years. <laughs> Justin ago. and I posed as though we were absolutely devout, a devout, um, committed homosexuals in the photo, <laughs> and we looked as though and I had it where he was embracing me and I was embracing him, <laughs> and then that photo was truly photo incredible. Somewhere. Yeah, it was a great way for us to. I mean, people who looked at the photo would think that we are definitely in a committed homosexual. <laughs> I will hate to see this photo. What's wonderful is we do get, um, we've had a couple different family photos out here at our land, and what I love about it is I feel like it's authentically us. You see Clay is in his jersey, not his jersey, his his uh, Thrive Time wear, his hoodie that he loves. And then our kids are still in cute but coordinating clothes, and we have our animals, and it's on our land, so it's authentically us. But I don't think that you... You don't ever, I, listen, if Clay was trying to change me, who I fundamentally am as a person, um, it, it, it wouldn't work. They're definitely, that, that, that's not who he married. So embrace who you married. So you talk about, you were, t- we're talking about today, tending to your relationship garden. We've talked about working together to come to a, uh, to a resolution. But now we're talking about the, the idea that you just want to embrace fundamentally that your relationship is a garden and you want to tend to it Daily, you know John Lennon, the uh, uh, the 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 guy who was you know the, the the prominent member of the Beatles. He and Paul McCartney wrote most of the songs. John Lennon once wrote, "We've got this gift of love, but love is like a precious plant. You can't just accept it and leave it in the cupboard, or just think it's going to get on by itself. You've got to keep watering it. You've got to really look after it and nurture it." Can you explain why your philosophy towards relationship gardening is very similar to John Lennon's? I have a question for you, Clay. Yep. Do you take care of business every day? Yeah, absolutely. In in what ways? Do you reach out to clients? Yeah, I mean, you have set meetings in your schedule. So you, you have a group interview every week to make sure you don't have toxic employees. You've okay. got to have your o- online advertising going. You have a set weekly training with your teammates. You have a set time to look at the numbers. There's just set... And you do this daily. Well, there's weekly appointments you have to make sure each aspect of the business is, is happening, yes. Daily, do you put out fires? Oh, yeah. Uh, daily, do you deal with your employees? Oh, yeah. yeah. In uh, which ways? Uh, well, it's... Uh, uh, you make sure that they're uh, not freaking out about the call script, making sure they're following the systems, making sure people are showing up on time, that kind and of thing. And you do this daily. Daily. What would happen if you stopped doing those actions daily? Complete chaos. I mean, this is how the work, this is where you get to work, you'd hear this, you'd hear, everybody, right, woo, things are going great. But then you would look and you'd find out. So how can we expect a relationship? The business is going out of us. To be any need any less, you know, than your business. Your relationship is everything that your whole 
life, your family's lives, and your business is built on. So it's got to be solid in the same way that you tend to your business or you tend to a garden or you tend to your body. It's, it's going to take time and effort. But once you, you take the time and effort and if you pull the weeds, it, it's actually not a huge amount of time and effort, right? Once you, if you've got the whole garden cleaned up, it might take a while in the beginning to clean it all out if you've let it get overgrown. Speaking of tending to bodies, I'll I'll tend to do to the booty (laughs) on a daily basis. Now, 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 Matt, you have a question here for my incredible wife of 17 years about relationships. And so without any further ado, Matt has a question for Vanessa. You know, so often, um, we hear guys, you know, say to each other, you know, I I go to work, I provide. That should be enough. Can I you just provide. Spell that myth. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to just just ask. Um, can a, could I not just go? Do, do, I, I feel like I, I love my husband very much. Oh, but yeah, if good. he was not here, with all due respect, I, 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 I would provide. I believe me, I could provide for myself. So I don't see that as a benefit at all. And I feel like if that's the only thing you bring to the table, that's pretty weak. Because believe me, that girl at some point is going to realize, I, I could provide for myself. Or even if I don't, I get half anyway. Single right? moms? So if that's yeah. all you bring to the table, like, I'm sorry, guys. Men and women, the only thing that you have that you can truly give your spouse is your... Hey, real quick, I have a uh, an audio, I, we had a, a group of men who called in while Vanessa was talking there, and we were able to record what they were saying. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Um, in response to the idea that if all you can provide, all you can provide is financial success, um, then it's not good enough. This is what a large group of men had to say, and it's amazing how each man called in with a very similar take, so... Uh, we'll go ahead and hit, 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 we'll go ahead and play the recorded calls. Uh, that's all we got. Well, I think for a lot of guys. But listen, that's, for, that's it goes both ways for either spouse. If a, yeah, that's if right. A, that's right. A, yeah, 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 saying, yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. If a wife is saying, "Listen, you know, I, I do all your cooking and cleaning, and and I and I um, take care of the kids, and I." Um, you know, or, or, or I'm the main provider. Those are all wonderful things. Those are all wonderful things. And if a guy is saying, "Hey, I, I, I earn all the money for the the family," or like I said, those are all wonderful things. But you could hire a nanny. You can um, get someone to make your food. You can hire someone to clean your house. You can go get a job on your own. So none of those are things that are I would say are special enough to say you really bring something to me that no one else can bring. But you if know, you bring someone, the three things you can give your spouse that no one else can are love, kindness, and respect. And yeah, other people can give that, but you should have a special um, knowing of them. And if you don't bring the love, the kindness, and respect, over time, they're not going to choose to be with you, I would You know, if, uh, and if you're out there going, hey, I need more than just love, kindness, and respect. I need to know how to go f- grow a freaking bris- business. Then go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for our next in-person Thrive Time Show workshop. Stay tuned. And now... From the center of the universe. He's the welcome to Thrive Time with Dr. Z and Clay Clock too. They can tell you all of the moves. We started from the bottom, now we hit. We started from the bottom, and we'll show you how to get here. We started from the bottom, now we hit. We started from the bottom, now we Rock 
halftime show on your radio and podcast download. For all of you that have helped us to reach the top 10 on the iTunes podcast charts in the category of business, thank you very much. For all those of you who are just finding our podcast for the first time, please understand that if you email us to info at thrivetimeshow.com, we will respond to your questions. Again, if you email us to info at thrivetimeshow.com, we will answer your questions. And we're here to help you. And a lot of people have reached out to us and have said, I am having a problem with my business. And we said, okay, here's we can help you. Step one, step two, boom, boom, boom. Then a lot of people reached out to us and said, hey, I'm having a hard time with my relationship. Like, I have a lot of money. I have a lot of time freedom, a lot of financial freedom. But my relationship, uh, my relationships are not going well. Uh, I'm, my, the only spouse that I have in my house... Um, we have a relationship that's going south. Things are not going well. In fact, things are going to hell. And I want to know, is it possible to have a happy wife and a happy life? Is it possible to have a healthy relationship that's beyond just surviving? Is it possible for me to have success in the F6 areas of my life? Is it possible to have success in the areas of my faith, and my finances, my fitness, my friendship, and my fun and so now I, inc- I invited my, my incredible wife of 17 years onto the show. Uh, uh, we've had her on on several shows here recently, and we'll, we'll be having my wife on uh, at least one show a week um, in the in the near future here. And uh, uh, so, Vanessa, the next uh, uh, tip that you're providing for the Thrive Nation as it relates to having a happy life and a happy uh, marriage is you want to cultivate an atmosphere of happiness of peace you want to cultivate a home of peace create a joyous atmosphere can you explain what you're talking about yeah so you want your children and your spouse to look forward to coming to your house your home to their home you don't you will if your husband has to work long hours you don't want any to give him any excuse to want to stay there any longer than he has to but you want him to look forward to coming home to coming through that door and being embraced by you with love and excitement and for your time together that's it it's as simple as that you create the atmosphere but i think a lot of people feel like the atmosphere at their home is is currently toxic and, and Matt, I want you to uh, ask any questions you have about this because I'm sure somebody listening right now is in a home environment where they have a toxic relationship, where they don't want to come home because the relationship is currently not good. Matt, have you ever seen a relationship like that where you've, you've seen from the outside, like, man, this is a toxic relationship that's going on right here? Oh, I've lived that relationship. You know, my parents growing up, they had that relationship. And nobody wanted to be there. The kids didn't want to be there. We would all find excuses to go elsewhere. So what are what are the hallmarks? Like what are the the huge things that you can say? Oh hey, this this house is actually peaceful. Like how do you know that you've reached that point? Well, you you would know because you would feel it. If there's tension there, everyone's gonna feel it. But I think that what you need to do if you're coming from an area where there's a lot of weeds that need to be pulled, it's not gonna happen overnight. You and your spouse need to sit down. The spouse who's wanting to make the change. It's going to start with one. Not two of you are going to be ready for change from the moment. But the one where you say, I want something more. You need to go to your spouse and apologize for the things that you have done. And then apologize that you've let things get to this point. And say, you know what? Starting tomorrow, I'm going to do everything in my power to change. Doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect. Identify the things in your own life, the the weeds that you are cultivating in your garden. Uh, Identify the problems that you're causing in the relationship. I take ownership of And just them. take ownership of those things. Don't point out their failings. F- mm-hmm. Focus on what you can do 
to improve the relationship, and then they're going to want to reciprocate. Now, for the sake of over time, time, it might not happen overnight for yeah, sure. Yeah, but you want to focus on what you can control. Now, step 13, you want to make an effort to let your spouse know that you are, in fact, the, uh, the you want to let your spouse know that they are, in fact, the number one priority. You want, you want to communicate verbally, non-verbally through your actions that your spouse is the priority. Um, Vanessa, how do you do that? You know, there's a lot of different priorities that we have in life, but you want them to know that before the children, before work, before any of these things, they come first. They're going to see that um, in the way that you treat them. You're going to see that in uh, the time that you spend and when they have an issue in the way that you, that you, that you address it. So it'll be very clear to them and then they'll be, they'll actually be encourage you to spend time doing other outside activities and um, pursuits when they see that you are the that they are the number one priority. How do you know that I believe that you are my number one priority? How do you know that through my words or through my actions? How do you, you know daily, we've, been married, we've been married 17 years. How do you know that you are in fact my number one priority? Well, in a simple way, a daily you let me know that you care. You reach out to me, you send me sweet texts and phone calls. Um, we work together a lot, so we, you will call me about work during the day, but you make point to call me just to say, hey, I'm just calling to say I love you, and this is why, or I'm excited about this for you, or I appreciate this. That has nothing to do with work. But I just that, called to say I love you. But more than that, what I just to me, called those calls are wonderful, but to more say than anything, when I have I an care. issue, you actually listen and then you will make changes to address and say, you know what, I see that this is important to you. I want to do make these changes. So you, you listen to concerns I have and make changes accordingly. And that means so much because those are not easy things to do. Step 14, 15, and 16. Step 14 is statistically half of marriages will end in divorce by default. You have to be proactive about your marriage. Step 15, in honor of Tim Tebow, the marriages that survive are the ones that are prioritized. Vanessa, what do you mean by that? You know, we talk about um, creating an a atmosphere of peace and joy. You, you've got to, these are things that have to be created. They don't just exist. Just like your business has to be created. Just like if you're trying to um, get in shape, you've got to cultivate these habits and you've got to think on them all the time. It's got to be top of mind, a priority. So if you make your marriage a priority, it might not happen overnight if you're starting from a place with a lot of weeds. But over time, if you are consistent and diligent with your um, pursuit of that relationship and prioritizing it, your spouse will respond. Now, the next, the next, the final capstone thought I want to share on today's program is don't just survive your marriage, thrive in your marriage. Vanessa, what are you talking about? Remember why you got married. You didn't get married just to drudge it out and say that yeah. you made it. So you got married because you, you love this person. So go back to that. Address the issues that need to be addressed and say, hey, starting today on my part, I'm going to do everything I can to make this a wonderful marriage and decide to do it. Decide to do it and start taking the action steps. And over time, if you are diligent and you don't give up, your spouse will see that this is real and they will respond. Matt, I, we have time for one more hot and fresh question that you might have for the marriage wizard, Miss Vanessa Clark. Here we go. All right. This last one's kind of heavy. All right. Um, obviously, nobody wants this outcome, but where do you draw the line and you say, all right, 
this has gone on long enough. You're not changing. I think we need to go our separate ways. Addiction, abuse, adultery. Boom. Dr. Laura's three A's. Addiction, abuse, adultery. Dealing with those things. It's like you were prepared for that question. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, 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 I have read all. I, I just, I, I believe this stuff, and you can't just stick it out just to stick it out and be a martyr. Mm. I think that, yes, you should try to make your marriage the very best you can. But if you're living in abuse, if you're dealing with addiction or adultery, go go live your best life, not there. Now, those can all take different forms, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's um, pornography addiction. There's drug addiction. There's alcoholism. There is uh, sex addiction. Um, there is you know, all different types of abuse. Addiction there's to potatoes. Sexual <laughs> abuse. You are eating too many there's potatoes. Physical abuse, emotional abuse. But you've, you've got to really take a step back and look at what you're dealing with and address. These are huge issues. You might need a, a family marriage therapist to go deal with some of these things, but you should not be living now, in Tribe a Nation, toxic a little, environment. A little tip here from you, for you. There's, there's the only difference between uh, a therapist and the rapist is... <laughs> a space a space so if you look at the word is crying again if you look at the thrive nation let me just let me just break it down here for, if, you, if you look at the word therapist that is t-h-e-r-a-p-i-s-t now if you're looking for the word the rapist which would mean you're a sick freak that'd be the space rapist so if you're looking for Therapy. Uh, be careful who you're getting your therapy from, because you might be getting therapist uh, therapy from the rapist, because you might have just typed in the wrong thing and they came up top in Google. And but in all sincerity, make sure you're not getting feedback on how to have a gra- how to have how to have a great marriage from an idiot. I mean, make sure you're not feeding your mind with uh, advice from people that have never had a successful marriage. And to learn more about how to grow a successful company, go to ThriveTimeShow.com. Three, two, one, boom. boom.